This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. Welcome to Modern Geek, episode number 58, recorded September 24th, 2012. I'm Chuck. And I'm Juan. Welcome to Modern Geek. Yes. Now, we'll start off with a little bit of iOS stuff, because... Well, there's a lot going on. Come on. New shit comes out. Well, we've had some feedback, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they'll live. Um, Well, okay, so... I wanted to kind of run through a few things that I've really enjoyed about using iOS 6 to start with. Okay. Uh, first, the being able to tweet right from the from the drop-down bar. Oh, hell yeah. Good. I'm a fan. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little thing, but it, it really seems to make a difference instead of having to open the app and everything. Um, the Bluetooth toggle on the main settings menu, also very good. I've used the uh, Facebook post as well. Ah, yes. Yes. Sorry. I forgot about that. The Facebook post thing as well. It, it kind of divides the line, right? And you can have. Yeah, there's one of each. One. Yeah. The other real nice thing is I, I think even more than the just the Facebook post, the Facebook integration, in, integration throughout uh, gets a lot of use from me, at least in the image area. Like, like right. I'll take a picture and then uh, and then more so even than I would do with Twitter, I'll actually upload directly to Facebook because, you know, it's fun. Right, and the the one the there was a question mark uh, at first about how to uh, f- do this uh, the the problem that could potentially come with Facebook overwriting all of your contacts. Oh yeah, and you had found a actually kind of solution that seems to work, right? Well, so far anyway. I mean, <laughs> immediately I looked at it and I thought, well, holy crap! What happens when if I do this? I mean, the settings aren't visible until you do it, and if you do it. And it defaults to on, and it syncs once. I'm screwed, you know. Right. So I did a backup of my. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> I did the same thing. I made sure I was synced, and then I did a backup on my desktop, and I'm like, okay, fine. Let's just do it. And I I signed in, and then immediately went to settings and turned it off, and right. uh, and, and it didn't it didn't do it. So it didn't uh, trash my. Uh, and by trash, what I mean is take whatever contact information happens to be in Facebook, which is who knows what. And replace the stuff that I've carefully like. Well, uh, yeah, he, he, here's what it does. It, it literally takes the, quote, public a, uh, email address on each person's profile and replaces the contact information don't. with that. So for most people who haven't really customized that part of the Facebook page, it's their Facebook.com email address. Right. How many people know how that works? Or Yeah, exactly. Come on. I mean. Well, um, <laughs> and of course, when they did the default a while back where they automatically defaulted everyone on Facebook to their Facebook address, even if you had put one in. Right. Yes, that was the other thing. So you would not only have had to customize it at the beginning, you also would have had to recustomize it after that happens. And honestly, I just don't care. So I never did. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you had me in your contacts, uh, you'd be screwed. Yeah, but- <laughs> I, I I did the same thing that you suggested on the iPad, and it seems to have worked. Like I was able to not have it overwrite my contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one question mark I still have is what happens when you do this on uh, OS ten because it has that feature in there as well. 
now with the latest uh, 10.8.2 update or whatever. Um, I don't think I need the integration on the desktop, so I'm going to leave it alone for now. Mm. But that's interesting. Um, it is good to know that there's a way around that, though. Um, it, it would have probably been a little more elegant to let you choose the options before you turned it on, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I, that that just screams Facebook of, you know, share your stuff by default. You know? Come on. So I, I, well, I, I, it's not exactly surprising. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think it's a conspiracy or anything. It just seems to me like something that, I mean, somebody, when they were coding this, thought, hey... Why would you need the settings if you're not using it, you know? Yeah, if you're going to turn it on, you're going to use everything, right? That's how everybody does everything. Well, right? no, I, I don't think that's as much the case as it's like you're not going to use any of it if it's not turned on. Well, and I think there's to that that p- part of the market that will turn it on and then don't not understand why it's not working because they haven't gone in and turned two other switches on as well. Right or so for the novice user, it makes sense to turn everything on. If you want Facebook on here, okay, we'll give you the whole Facebook experience. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I'd be interested how often it happens, uh, and and I'm suppose we'll find out. It'll be interested to see how often it happens where somebody actually turns it on, doesn't think about it, and gets burned. Seems the, like it should happen a lot, but I haven't well, heard anybody yeah, but, say it yet. <laughs> I guess the other question is, is that are we the dinosaurs by organizing our own contact list at this point? Is like, is the majority of people using Facebook as their contact list? Okay, in my in my contact list, yep, the Palm organization is listed there. You know the one that defaulted in the original Palm Pilot. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, I left it there because it's kind of entertaining. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's, it's passed through. I don't know how many devices. Palm devices, uh, pocket PCs, and then to back to Palm devices, and then to a Nokia device, and then eventually to... You organize your contacts, man? You're stuck in the 90s. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I think a lot of people uh, actually actually go to the time to, to organize their contacts themselves, at least partially, you know? I would hope so. That being said, mine is is kind of half organized and half just a terror of half filled in information. I think curate might be the right word. Like it's not, that's the word I was looking for, but I my brain won't work. It's like <laughs> they don't necessarily build it from scratch, you know, but, but they definitely, I think most people definitely poke around at it and try to, right. you know, make it make sense in a way that's useful to them. That sounds fair. Yeah. But um, another feature I've really appreciated is the uh, do not disturb. Yes. I instantly set it up for a time frame where I know I'm going to be sleeping. <laughs> and it it's great to, you know, I, I, I run the server, so I have a lot of automatic emails that come in, and sometimes they come in in the middle of the night and wake me up. Not what, anymore. <laughs> well, and what's nice about that, let's say that you had one that, that hit for high load or something where you might care. Yeah. You could always send that to a different email address and put that email address in your... Well, yeah, I can send it as, a, as something else and put them in the VIP, and it'll come through no matter what. Which is is handy. Yeah. Definitely handy. It's like, this is a feature that's done almost exactly perfectly for what I need. And it's it's just definitely worth checking out. The funny part is, oh, oh, I was just going to say, the funny part is, is I think it would actually be, I think a lot of people would appreciate it, maybe more than would like to admit it publicly, but would appreciate like a VUP feature. 
<laughs> you know, seriously, like like people that you don't ever want the phone to ring. You just want yeah. it to completely ignore. I mean, I won't even say it. Everybody knows who that is and and <laughs> and why you would do it. But you know what? Everybody's I'm got at least one. <laughs> so yeah, so many. Yes. Yeah, hmm. I, I think you're right. I think <laughs> what, I, what I appreciate the VIP feature for the most is mail. Like I found that I use the crap out of that. Like it's really yeah. cool. Like I put, you know, I put you know, my family and you and, and a couple of people that I know if, if, if something comes in, I need to read it now, you know? Right. And, and I get a lot of mail and even filtering heavily and, and watching it carefully, I'll miss sometimes. Like I won't see right at the moment that, that you sent me something. And I, I, and now it's great because if you send me something and I don't see it, it's on notifications. Right. Well, it's Which on notifications. Awesome. It's got a little star beside it, even in your all inboxes. And there's even a separate VIP list. So, like, I've got some stuff from, from you and from Sean from some of the stuff we've been doing with the, with, with the general GWC okay, stuff. stuff. It, yeah. It comes in, and it's, it's, it's got these extra little reminder. And above all of the various croned emails that I receive and random spam and notes to myself, there's right. this... There's this VIP section yeah. there. Oh, I got to action something from Sean now. Okay. It's great. Yeah. And the people that go in there, like the people that are really important, your boss, your, your, your parents, you know, your, yep. you know, your significant other people like you who are, who never, ever, ever send me crap. Yep. Like, you know, it, whatever it is, I mean, I do it at this minute, but I want to see it. You know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, good stuff. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. And I love the way it appears in OS 10 as well now in mail.app. Yes. So yeah, that kind of just quietly integrated perfectly well you saw that that update that came out right afterward you're like oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh wait <laughs> it actually took a while up here to to get that it took like another day which was funny though because i photo updated but then you couldn't install it because it's like <laughs> oh no i'm sorry i need 10.8.2 oh that's funny which is not available <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Like, oh, okay fine that's hilarious it was actually good though in, in canada the ios update released on time for once which is nice well, that's a plus. Um, me and uh, me and Stevie Spin on Twitter were kind of going back and forth as we were installing it. <laughs> like, ha ha, mine's downloaded. I'm installing now. Ha ha, this is great. Incidentally, I did the iOS six update from uh, from wireless. Oh, that's interesting because I I still default to doing it through iTunes. I know it's risky, but I thought, what the hell? It's under warranty, you know. Yeah. Whatever, it's everything's kind of back backed system, up, too. you know. I what the hell, you know? I'm just gonna pop it and see what happens, you know. I actually stuck it in the charger, actually by my bed. That's not linked to anything, just yep. power, and uh, hit the button and and went about my crap and did some stuff and came back a while later and it was a pretty iOS six phone. So nice. I guess it works at least for me. Ooh, the the other feature that I like is that that after I hope that nothing I, bad happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when 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 I first started up iOS 6, it came up with a caller ID selector. It's like, mm. by the way, messages is fixing its crap. Um, <laughs> how do you want to receive uh, messages now? And and it had the options for the even on the iPad and on the Mac, it had the option of including the phone number as the caller ID mm -hmm. and to receive. So that way, it, I think that's going to solve those sync problems that we're having where sometimes certain messages come up under a different, looks like a different sender, but it's really the same sender using a different caller ID for the iOS messages or whatever. So that that's a cleanup. I, I really hope that that fixes it. It's 
you know, it's hit or miss, but it seems to be getting better. <laughs> I Yeah, I'll be interested to see. Definitely, uh, Messages is quite usable for me, even with its annoyances. Yeah. Uh, you and I have just, especially being in different countries, have just used the crap out of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to have to pay 20 cents a text message. Yeah, it's a, that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Especially for us. I mean, come on. We hose them back and forth a yeah. lot. <laughs> and I've got that habit where I don't necessarily say all I want to in one message. I kind of mm-hmm. break it up into like uh, old like MSN style chats. So. Me too. Me too. It's like, oh, damn it. I just sent eight messages. And if I were paying international charges, I'd be screwed right now. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. So no. I, I do like that the clock is now on the iPad. Yeah, I wouldn't know. And it's, well, I, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> First jitters <laughs> are out of luck here, but... Uh, as a clock, a timer, and uh, the time zone thing is pretty cool. You can have a bunch of different analog clocks up on screen that show the various times. So nice. that's pretty cool. It's it's just like, wow, they added the feature that probably should have been there in the first place. <laughs> okay, oh, it's not like there weren't 43 other apps you could use. Come on. Well, exactly. Yeah. At least now I can have an app running where it doesn't have an ad popping up every five seconds when I start up the clock. So We got to talk for a second about about maps. Because okay, well, this I've actually made use of maps a good bit now. I had a couple of chances to try it. Well, this is this is rolling into what I kind of wanted to talk about today. Here, um, there's a lot of crap um, in in the news with like there's a we got a bunch of stories here about quote tech fails, and I think a lot of people are jumping off the deep end saying that it's a complete travesty. And let's start with Maps here, because <laughs> Maps is, is by far the largest. Uh, it, it's, it's got, they've got their own, uh, they've got a Tumblr set up for, like, uh, Apple Map fails, <laughs> which are hilarious. Yeah, but, that's uh, fun. I, I've, I, that's, I don't think that's intended as much as a, like, look how crappy it is as it is, hey, look, they've manipulated a lot of data and some funny crap happened, and let's yeah. find them all. It's sort of like when people look for all the, I don't know if you look there, Tumblr's where you can find all of the naked people that got caught on the, uh, uh, you know, in the Google uh, camera vehicles. <laughs> right. And things like, it's the same thing in my book. Naked you know? Street View, right. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, you know, Naked Street View. Yeah, yeah. Google Naked Street View <laughs> with safe set, with safe settings Just off. safe search off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I love that you could use Google to find them, too. I think that's entertaining. But yeah. <laughs> Ironic. I mean, in terms of the map app itself, it's a heck of a lot faster. Yes. I mean, geez, it was, I mean, to download all those Google images over and over again and switch into something that's vector-based, it's like, holy breath of fresh air, Batman. Yes. I Agreed. mean, it's, and it's. It, you know, I, I've been using it, uh, especially since I've been kind of taking a look at the, my the area around my place because I'm starting to do a lot of walking um, around and I'm trying to look for places that would be good candidates for doing so. Right, and it's it's just great to be able to zoom in and out and and it, it have it work. <laughs> yeah, and not have it be like loading Google Map, you know, image number three thousand four hundred seventy two, right? Totally. No, I am completely with you there. And, you know, the the driving directions, obviously it's possible for them to give you bad directions. Uh, this is true of Google Maps as well. Um, the biggest bitch that I think really makes sense, and, and it, it's clear why, there's some cool articles on this, actually, is that the search isn't as good in it. Duh. Right. 
I well, mean, let's think about this. Who is there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine that. You know, Apple, Google. I mean, come on. A- a- Apple did not build the ultimate search engine that Google has been working on for over a decade. I don't know. It's like I can. T- I mean, when it comes down to it, you can type in like business names, addresses, and you know, like short codes, like airport codes and stuff like that, and it'll work. But if you like. I can type in Starbucks, but I can't type in, you know, triple Frappuccino. Yeah, or coffee shop. Coffee or, you know, burrito or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it does not have the intelligence that Google does for search, and it it probably never will. Well, okay, no, no. What I would say with this is that, I mean, Google Maps did not start out this well and this comprehensive. Like, it's... It's they they added all these features over time, like all of this context search stuff. And when it comes down to it, I mean, sure, it's got TomTom. Tom, uh, the Apple Maps have TomTom Tom on the back end for the vector maps themselves, right, right? Which look nice. But they're a few months in to populating data into those maps, right? I mean, with okay, there there's a few different things. First of all, this this that kind of context stuff that will obviously come with time. It's like Siri. It would, would improve over time as more people use it and they figure out what features are missing. Agreed. The only way you can do that is to get a bunch of users on it and try it in ways that you never thought of. Yeah, exactly. going to happen. And I, I'm, I'm not trying not to be an apologist on this, but it's, it's just like this is a new technology for Apple. They are effectively starting their own search engine with this. It's restricted to maps, but they're starting their own search engine here. And I mean, it's going to be rocky. I would, I would call this not surprising. I guess for me in terms of like practical practicality, like is it better? Is it worse? I can't say yet, but I can say that already it's better and worse. Like, just like you'd expect, like on one hand, Google maps was almost useless while you're driving. I mean, if right. you if you needed to get somewhere, yeah, you could use it, but it, be honest, it's dangerous. It's well, dumb, it, you know. It's it it's is. not it, divine. It's not designed for that. I remember more than than I can remember times driving into the uh, driving into the boundary of loading Google Maps, and there's just being no information available. Um, I don't know. It's on the other hand, like <clears throat> so. So once you've got found a place, you've got an address. The the turn by turn and the new uh, you know the new isometric map really cool. Now, from a map exploration point of view, like when you're not driving and you're not using it for, by, for turn by turn, yeah. you know it, it's 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 not as good. You know, I mean it's it's easier to explore in Google Maps simply because there's more data. The search right. is way more powerful, uh, and and of course the whole vector loading is is enough right there though to make a difference there are a few ui things that are are sort of a little bit clunky well, like uh, the i like the uh i like the uh, overpasses and stuff that kind of collapse on the 3d uh, renderings well yeah of course i got to tell you i mean the 3d renderings I don't really use them much. It's a gimmick. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun gimmick. to play with, but when it comes down to it, you every I mean, now and I, then I don't even care because it's not available in my area. <laughs> I mean, come on! I'm on the island. I'm never, I'm never going to see this feature. They're never going to fly over and do a 3D rendering of Victoria. Which is funny because you had them in Google, right? Well, I had the. Um, I mean, there's the uh, 
Oh, is it? there's the hybrid view, which I can see, but it's not like the like it's flat. Right. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? It's it's flat. It's not that kind of you know being able to see the elevations and stuff when you I'm tilt you. it when you do the two finger tilt or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you know, see that's that's the UI part that I would bitch about is that when I am trying to zoom the map, I end up doing a tilt or something else. And I'm kind of oh, like okay. yeah. I just want to zoom the map, dude. This is why I'm kind of glad I have a four because I could do a two finger swipe and it's just a it's just a move up and down because the four doesn't support the <laughs> thing. The rotate is kind of cool. I do like having that rotate because there's sometimes where looking at the map is just not quite right. Um, I think overall though, what it really comes down to is this is good that there's competition here. I agree. In this sector, I mean it's. Look, look at what happened. Uh, they remove Google Maps from the iOS, and suddenly Google releases an update for all of their Android phones to improve the map service. That is good. This is a good thing. It is driving innovation. It is driving competition. And, I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff in that Google Maps app was stagnating. So, I mean, sure, there's going to be some hiccups. And, sh- and you know, you've got 120 million iOS devices out there. The internet is really quickly going to figure out what problems are out there. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd say overall, this is a good thing. Um, There's a few others I wanted to run through here really quick. Um, uh, Google just uh, paid a $22.5 million fine for circumventing the third-party cookie privacy settings in Safari. Oh, and people are like, oh, my God, this is terrible. You know, Google, blah, 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 blah. And I think that this is brilliant. The fact that this has held up in court is good. And for something so innocuous as them just doing it wrong and, you know, well, we wanted you to still be able to plus one stuff and nothing really malicious. The fact that even that got held up in court is no stop effing with the browser's preferences. Right. It's a great thing. This is a great thing for law to be held up on. Rather than it being some, you know, big thing that comes out 10 years later as, oh, by the way, they were stealing all this information from you. I think this is fantastic. Um, Another one is Scuffgate, where um, one I really hate the American propensity to add gate to the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's ridiculous. It's like there's some blogs that are going, oh, 40 to 45 percent of iPhones are going out with uh, with scuffs on them. It's like, no, that. 40 to 45% of people that reported they had problems with their iPhone reported scuffing. I mean, generally, when you don't have a problem with your phone, you're not going to go onto a, a poll and complain about it. So I think those numbers are a little inflated. Um, I don't know. There's talking about the anodized thing of the that rim around the edge being mm-hmm. a problem or something like that. I don't think that that's something that... I think it's being blown out of proportion. Hmm. Um, the other one was, uh, Facebook adding search history to your activity log and people are like, Oh my God, now people know people can see what I've been searching for. It's like, well, one, they are Facebook already knew what you were searching for. So this is nothing new. And second of all, Facebook actually did a kind of nice thing and made it private only to you. So this isn't anything new either. (laughs) And it's just all of these stories keep coming. Oh, ads in Ubuntu in the next version. No, they're just adding Amazon search results to the bottom of the uh, super key search. Kind of like how Spotlight has been doing Google searches 
at the bottom of its search of of its spotlight search on iOS 10 for years. You know, it's come on. I'm just looking at this week's news and going, wow, people are really loving to overreact on all of this stuff. Well, I think part of this is a need for news. Like, you know, it's 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 easy to fall in this hole. Yeah. You need something to post. You you find something. Uh, then, then you know, any good editor will tell you, tell, tell people why it's important. It's not a big jump to go from this is important because to this is critical. In right. a lot of cases, it's not. You know, it's interesting. But it's not. Well, especially with like preliminary numbers of iPhone scuffing after four days of sales. Yeah. And honestly, if you open the box and it's scuffed, take it back. Come on. And that's exactly what they're saying is bring them back. We've got, you know, we we built a lot of them. We can exchange these. It's not a problem. So, yeah, there there were some legitimate fails, though. Oh, yeah. uh, There's a huge bug in IE seven, eight and nine right now. Um, I would very much avoid using Internet Explorer if, unless you really have to, and then only use it on the corporate sites you're forced to use it on. <laughs> Ouch. Um, there's a couple of them out right now. Um, and also from Microsoft, uh, the Hotmail.com is restricting password length to uh, 16 characters. Okay. Which on the back end means they're not actually hashing your password. They're storing it plain text. Okay, so... So if you're one of those people that use the same password for everything, now is the time to stop doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime that there's a uh, a password length limit on there, that's just proof positive that they're, you know, I mean, if you're ha- properly hashing and salting a password, there shouldn't be a problem to having a length on it. Well, I don't know if it's a given that they're not. It, it hmm. Well, I it's like why they would if, even do that. Well, that's the thing is that you'd think that if the, uh, a, a safe way of doing that would be to hash and salt the password and then send it to the server. Yeah. And then build it that way. The fact and, and at that point, it just has this, you know, like whatever integer bit hash on the back end that it doesn't really matter how long the password is because it's been hashed amongst against itself. So shouldn't matter. And yet it does. Hmm. Interesting. That, that is indeed a fail. <laughs> Isn't it? It is funny, though. I mean, I think I think that in a lot of cases, that is a difficult, quick story. I mean, you can't just you can't just show the uh, collapsed overpass and laugh at it. Yeah. You know, it, or, or, you know, where maps come together and they're obviously different maps jammed together and, and, <laughs> and the. You know, orthographic mapping didn't quite work out in one little spot. And you're like, look, this is stupid. It's a picture. It's easy. Everybody can look and go, ha, ha, ha. But when you're, like, going to have to explain password hashing, hashing, maybe not. You know? One thing, if if (laughs) you want to learn what I'm talking about with password hashing, um, Security (laughs) Now does a really good breakdown of how it works. Um, They've done a few different podcasts on it. so um, That's awesome. Yeah, if you go to spinright.com, he's got transcripts of all the different stuff. You can search for password hashing, and it's... All nice. the podcasts are there. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Well, I mean, there's there's quite a lot of this. Another fun one that we don't have time to talk about, but we maybe should later. Yep. Uh, did, did you see the piece that's making the rounds about how data centers are wasting huge amounts of power? Oh, and- with all the distributed servers? Um, I mean, that's that's been... 
I haven't seen the exact article you're talking about, but yeah, it's a relatively new one. And one of the essentially what they're doing is looking at the usage of most servers and suggesting that because the usage of most servers is relatively low, uh, the the you know the need for these individual servers is inflating power usage dramatically. Right, because they're all sitting there idling. Right. This, this is this is. I mean. I work for a telecom. My opinions are my own, and we use some of this hardware. But the that's what's the big push for like the big uh, kind of IBM system Z hardware that you can run like hundreds of virtual Linux instances all on the same box. Well, and, and that's the thing. Um, they all run. They all add up together to use the processor, so that you're only powering what you're using. Right. Where where I was going with this is that uh, I, I saw via Jay Rosen. If if you don't follow Jay Rosen, by the way, you should. He's he's awesome uh, at, at New York University. He's a journalism guy, has a long background. And anyway, bottom line is lots of interesting stuff out of him in terms of journalism. And and he often, you know, will point out issues with pieces or uh, counter work the counter pieces that balance them or things like that. And in this case, he, he had found a real interesting blog post by someone in the industry that it kind of walked step by step through this article. It kind of it just took it apart and, and pointed out the, the huge number of just inaccuracies and, and misused data and overlooked issues, you know, things like, like you just suggested that, you know, server doesn't mean box anymore, even though it's described as a, a, a cut down desktop, you know, in the article and stuff, it's like not so much anymore. I mean, a lot of servers are virtual and yeah, I'm sure there, yeah, there are shops that are just dropping a bunch of Mac minis on a rack, but yeah, others, you know, the- <laughs> other things that happen too, like he's pointing out how looking at processor utilization isn't really a valid uh, look at at the resource utilization because some uh, some are, just, are are used for a processor, some are used for storage, some are used for other things. Well, that's it. Is the I/O and the and the uh, the processor power to back that up has a completely different way of looking at it right. too. I mean, if you're sitting there not because it's processing whatever query you're running, because it's waiting for a recall on a disk. Right. Then you know that's a that's a bottleneck as well. It doesn't come down to okay, well, it's only the server's only running at four percent, so we must be okay. And and another, you know, I won't run the whole thing down, but just some examples of the kind of reporting issues that lead to what you're talking about. You know, well, yeah, it's it's that overgeneralization uh, that just winds up giving an inaccurate story. And I think maybe that's why I kind of gathered all of these seemingly negative reports together today because. Yeah. I look at these in, in the market and I, I kind of just shake my head sometimes because if you read these articles and kind of really think about what they're trying to say, a lot of the time they're either assuming certain things based on very small feedback data or they're not really describing the real problem behind behind some of these things. And, you know, especially, you know, when we're talking about stuff like, oh, yeah, Maps sucks right now, but so hey, did Google Maps okay. when they started. So we got like just a minute here, but I've got yeah. to see in your notes, it says Michael Scott driving into a lake. I missed that. What is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to know. Okay, okay? So <laughs> I, There are some people that say, you know, oh my God, this is such a danger. This is these, these maps are a danger to us. Right. And I, I, I thought of this uh, episode of the office where uh, <laughs> Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute are out. I think it's Dwight. Yeah. They're out in, in his Sebring and, oh no. um, the, the GPS says turn right. 
And you can see that it's a bear right kind of thing. Like, you know, you, you go forward through the intersection and bear right. Uh-huh. He's like, no, 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 it's turn right. It's turn right here, Michael Scott. And he turns right onto this gravel path and drives straight into a lake because the GPS tells him. To. <laughs> I, you know, there are people it's who like, do it. <laughs> I know, but it's like, come on, guys. This is exactly what I'm talking about with the articles. Okay. Put some constructive thinking into it let me just put it this way okay whenever you turn my our honda on right it has (laughs) we we it has a screen that comes up that essentially says hey don't drive into a lake you know don't be like michael scott right don't drive into a lake you know your your actions are your own this is advisory pay freaking attention and use your head and you have to okay it every single time you turn the car on. Maybe they should put that on the Maps app. Because oh, that's... please, no. I was just going to say, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we joke about it. Like, if you don't do that, it just turns into a clock. Right. And, and it's funny because, I mean, we use it so little that we it turns into a clock a lot of the time. We don't even bother to, like, okay it a lot what of times. What were you guys calling it when you have to press okay? Here? Oh, we joke about it. We call it bewelling it. Like, you know, from uh, from Demolition Man, you know, and he's right. like, be well them for me. Yes. <laughs> that's that's how we are. Like, be well the car, you know. But awesome. yeah, anyway, I okaying it just sucks balls. And I, I'm really thank you, Apple, for not doing that. OK, hopefully you can bear the <laughs> thank lawsuit. Thank you for assuming that your users aren't Michael Scott's and just complete morons <laughs> that are going to drive into a lake. <laughs> and if they do, hey, you know, process of elimination. So uh, sorry, I, it's my fault. We have to we have to stay on time instead of having fun as long as we like today, which sucks sucks as well. Um, you got anything to add here at the end? Uh, no, just uh, I hope this wasn't too negative, but I just wanted no, to I, kind of put a lighthearted spin on this kind of fud that's been circling. So. I don't think it, it. I don't think it's negative. In fact, I, I think what we're saying is is. You know, we talked about this on we talked about this on Fitsmart. You know how when you see these articles, they always have these titles like 10 foods trainers will never eat." And you're like, <laughs> "Okay, screw all that." You, you know, the inform, you need the information from the article, and it can be valuable. You know, like it says, "Never eat bananas," and you're like, "What the hell?" You're talking and, about, <laughs> and, and, and I can see why this one trainer they asked was like, "Hey, you know, bananas don't fill you up much. They have a large number of calories." You know, there, there are a lot of carbs in them, so they're good carbs. But the truth is, is if, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, bananas aren't really a prime food for you because, you know, it, you don't fill up much and you burn out, you, you take in a lot of calories. Then again, if you're eating a banana as part of a meal and you're needing the potassium jump, then, you know, that might be a good thing. <laughs> or if you're like me and you're on a build and you have to have 52, 5,400 calories during a day. I read that article and I was like, sweet, we should get some bananas. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't fill you up. It has a lot of calories. Sweet. You know, the, get my own bananas. <laughs> the, <laughs> with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> No, but the, that's the point is like the whole point of this is not to bring Fitzmart in here, but the whole point of it was that you read it for the information, ignore the stupid spin. And that's exactly what you're saying here, I think. This is, is exactly what I wanted to convey. You you, you sum that up right. Is <laughs> take, the, take in the information and make your own judgment. Hey, some of them might be scuffed. It can happen. Maybe there's a little problem with early manufacturing. If you buy one, open it up and look. I mean, what the no, hell? No, wait. You you make five million phones in the third world and some of them have scratches on it? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. No. <laughs> I don't think China's the third world anymore, man. I think we're the, like the second and China's first, right? Anyway, uh, I'm, just okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but I'm like, <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway. anyway. This <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week.
From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts, as well as the friendliest people in geekdom, on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.